Welcome to the Jornaya Talks Mortgage Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Eshelman, the head of consumer finance, also known as the uh, resident mortgage geek here at Jornaya. So today I'm thrilled to introduce today's guest, uh, Loan Depot's Alec Hansen. Thank you so much for joining me. How are you doing today? I'm good, man. Awesome to see you. I see our, our quarantine beards are competing for dominance. And there's only two types of things now. There's quarantine beards and then there's dude that just like full on, like just, just go down to the skin because they just can't handle it anymore. Yeah, I'm, I'm so fortunate. I have, I mean, I'm getting, I'm starting to get long here on my, on the top, but this is, uh, uh, I happened to get a haircut a week before the quarantine really started. So I'm lucky in that respect, but this is the longest I've ever gone with facial hair. I mean, I got oh, yeah. the itchy phase and uh, just decided to, to keep it. Yeah, I can't kiss my, my daughter anymore. She like won't refuse to run away from my face. Long time tolerate it. But yeah, it's, good, it's good to be here, dude. I'm excited to, to have a conversation. Yeah, yeah, same here. Appreciate it. Um, you know, for those of you who don't know uh, Alec Hansen, he's the SVP of production at Loan Depot. But Alec, I, let me toss it over to you, Alec. What, give us some background. I mean, who are you? How'd you get in the business? What do you love about this business? Why are you still in it? Oh, dude. <laughs> so the, this is the greatest industry in America that nobody knows about. It's in, to be able to help somebody with the largest debt transaction of their life, to help them buy, help a couple buy their first home, you know, like all that stuff is like straight up American dream, like incredible. And, and you also get to weave in, you know, entrepreneurship, you know, the sky's the limit. You grow as big as you want, work as hard as you want, get rewarded for your hard work. Um, it, it is the best industry in the world. And I, I stumbled into it. I fell into it because my dad, who had been in the industry for a long time, still is, guy's a legend. Um, I asked him for a job when I was at school, like a summer job in college, you know, mm -hmm. and, and I, I got, I was, I ended up shipping loan files in downtown Oakland when I was up at school in NorCal and I shipped loan files. And then I was like a, I was a processor three one summer, which meant I just ordered appraisals. Like I just took like an actual <laughs> file, opened it up, like appraisal, put it over there. Physically opened it up. You had to, cause there was paper back then in the, in the <laughs> days when the dinosaurs were here. And then, um, Actually, that was terrible because I'm, I'm not, I have ADD, like massive, like I got to, I got to do stuff all the time. And this repetitiveness of file, appraisal, next file. I just like, I remember going down to the sales office, like at the end of the day and being like, I will do anything down here. Like, do you have something I can do? Like just to stop this. And uh, they actually put me um, in a builder community. It was converted naval housing in Vallejo, Northern California. That was converted into condominiums. And I would sit there on the weekends and I would just take apps for the builder. Didn't know what, I mean, I, all I knew was the 1003 needed to be full. Like, <laughs> I can do that. Like I could answer the questions. Took it, took, took apps, went back to my stack of files to the office on Monday. And some senior loan officer was like, let me tell you how to, what to do here. Um, and, I, and I fell into the mortgage industry and I got really lucky. I got set up with some really great mentors um, who taught me the business in 2003 when I really started. Um, I had uh, Kevin Buddy, this guy in Southern, South, South Orange County, who's like a icon in retail lending. Um, he literally just said, look, Alec, and this is in 2003, when the world was booming, like we were doing a lot of loans in the mortgage industry. And he just said, look, every day, I want you to go out of the office and get eight business cards from real estate professionals and bring them back. I mean, this is when call centers were, were, were cranking refis. You know, mm -hmm. I, I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. He just told me to go get eight cards from realtors. So I'd go out and get them and come back and um, really cut my teeth in retail lending, cut my teeth in purchase lending. Um, and that has really served me for my whole career. Um, you know, I was, I, I did all, I, I checked all the boxes, you know, I got, I got the top 1% Scotsman guide award every year. I, I, I did, I did all the records. I had big numbers. 
my biggest year was like 185 million. You know, I kind of I kind of checked the boxes, um, and then I decided that I wanted to get into management, which I don't know if I ever am going to regret that or appreciate that or I don't know yet. But it's still, I still think origination is one of the greatest jobs in the world. Um, just, just if if you're good at it, man, it's just unbelievable. Um, but now I'm I'm running, you know, um, eight states for Lone Depot's retail platform. Um, we're likely going to do like five or maybe maybe close to six billion this year, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, you know, I feel really lucky to be part of this company, be part of this entrepreneurial spirit. You know, Anthony Shea is a visionary and in the mortgage game. And so that's kind of where my space is today. But I'm really like I'm a street originator like in here. Like I can never kick it. I still love when a loan officer is like, can, can I get some time to like talk about my business plan? And I'm like, yes, like, <laughs> let's go, baby. Because that's just I just I love that stuff. So that's, that's a little bit of my background. I'm a big, big dork, by the way. I'm in my garage back there is where my CrossFit gym started 13 years ago. I still have my CrossFit gym. We're like in a re, we're, we're building our reopening plan right now. Um, I'm a big comic book dork because I got in trouble a bunch with my sister growing up and I, I got all the screens taken away and all I had was my dad's <laughs> trunk of comic books. So like I read all these comics growing up and that's, that's, that's me. Oh, I got an, and my, my son is going to be nine tomorrow. Oh, wow. I've got a Happy early birthday. Yeah, dude, he, we're, he's, we're stoked in COVID where he can't stay with his buddies. Right. But, yeah, you know, that, that's kind of my, I've been married, uh, this is my 15 year anniversary coming up, which really excited that I can't do anything. We were going to go to Italy and I'm um, sorry, we're going to go to Japan and that, that all blew up. So, but yeah, life is good yeah. other than that, dude. Different, different life for sure. You actually, uh, uh, okay, here's a trivia question for you. I'm putting you on the spot here. Ready. What is the significance of March 2012? I'll give you a hint. You kind of touched on it already in the last 60 seconds. Yeah, you're never going to get it. So uh, <laughs> I, I was, uh, I used to live in Orange County. I had, I was working on a street called Polarino in Costa Mesa and wanted a local gym to work out at lunch. So I inquired at CrossFit Costa Mesa and got yes. an email from Alec Hansen about, sure, come on in, check it out. Um, I, was, uh, I was working out at CrossFit Orange County at the time. I lived in San Clemente. So yes. anyways, uh, it was so hilarious because when I was, uh, went into my email, uh, went to search Alec Hansen to uh, just, send you an email. I mean, I just yeah, formed the search. I'm like, wait a minute, 2012, what are you talking about? And then there it is. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. So, uh, so yes. And you guys have obviously been uh, disrupted, but didn't you send equipment to like a lot of your members to, for them to continue working out? Yeah. I mean, it's been a long time since I would like originate loans and come home at six 30 and train people in my garage. Um, you know, right now I'm really blessed to find some incredible people that kind of run the gym. And, uh, and yeah, when we couldn't open back up, we made, um, home packages for every one of our members That's and just great. shipped our gear home to them. And then, you know, my trainers and the owners that uh, my, my partners, they go live every day, multiple set times a day training, doing the group classes and bringing people along. And it's been hard. It's not ideal because we like to be around each other. Um, but yeah, you got to pivot somehow. Yeah. And, and that's, you know, a perfect segue into, you know, the mortgage industry has been obviously a, a roller coaster uh, in various aspects, right? I mean, the servicing side has been wild. Rates have been wild. You talk, you know, liquidity, margin calls, all this stuff. If you're in the mortgage industry, I mean, I'll tell you, I've, I've gotten a, a doctoral uh, degree in mortgage just For in sure. the last two months. It's been 
crazy, but you know, I'm most interested in talking about the consumers and the loan officers because you know, similar to how you had to adapt with your gym, uh, to all your, with all your customers sending them home packages. I mean, similarly, you have a lot of these retail loan officers who can no longer be at open houses or having a harder time, I'm, I'm, I'm sure, getting referrals from realtors, not able to go meet face-to-face. Uh, I'm sure you're seeing or hearing a lot of success stories, uh, some failures as well. But how has that been on the front lines? What is that experience? How has that experience changed in the last couple of months? Yeah, you know, it's crazy. Um, and it's one of those things that, that I, I lean back on kind of my own personal experiences and how, I, how we navigate through change. And, you know, you were talking, you know, I were talking about this a little bit ago, but, you know, in 2007, 2008, when the credit crisis ravaged the, the economy, um, you know, I was, I was a branch manager at the time leading about 100 loan officers. We had a mega office. And all of a sudden now the industry went to a halt. And all the products that we had been using were ev- evaporated. Um, all of the loans mid-cycle like were canceled and declined and you know, couldn't fund. Companies by the truckload were going out of business and it became this massive pivot point, but it was forced. It was forced on us in retail lending. And so all of a sudden, many of us had new companies, new bosses, new guidelines, new rules, and we had to figure out how to navigate that to continue to do loans. And a bunch of people in that time, by the way, got washed out to sea. Like they, they stopped doing loans. Mm. They, they could not make the pivot. And, you know, it was interesting. I, I was looking pre-COVID at the two major trends that I saw happening in our industry. And the first trend, which we're all very aware of, is that as consumers, we no longer go to local professionals first for information. We go to, our, we go to the internet. Mm-hmm. And, and that to me has become so self-evident, right? Like we go to Yelp. We don't call our friends. We go to Yelp. We'll call our friends later and ask for recommendations, but we're looking at Yelp first. And when I started originating in 2003, if you wanted to know what was for sale, you had to talk to a real estate professional because it wasn't on the internet. We had a Nokia phone with snake on it. <laughs> that was, it wasn't there, right? So you had a Thomas guide to get around or you had to print out physical pieces of paper from MapQuest. Like, Wait, that- I, I'm sorry, I, I gotta stop. For those who don't know Thomas guide, the, I mean, we're dating ourselves now. It's this book with paper that would, you know, you would have to look up in the back and it would say, go to this page, look at B4 yeah. to figure out the address. It was a map effectively, but yeah, I mean, if you wanted to go see an open house and try to hit on a realtor, you know, where, when, when and how, and how do you find them? And like, so we can look at that and go, okay, clearly we've all changed. We, we all go internet first. I get it. Uh, and the other trend that's happening right on us right now is the full digitization of a mortgage. And people forget that like technology is finally coming back to lending. It's been muted for decade, a decade since the crisis. But like, it's insane. And if you look at what Amazon can do, and so many people are pissed right now because Amazon's not shipping like next day anymore because they're sending like ventilators to people. But like now, now we're all mad because we used to push a button and get what we wanted in like an hour. And so in the mortgage industry, though, we have never, we've never landed tech like that. We, it's still a, a gross process of like data collection and paper collection and mm-hmm. filing it digitally and then putting it in this like queue and, and then getting it back. And then it just, it's not ideal. Like imagine you, today you tell a customer, hey, I gave you all my documents. Um, when do I get a decision? And then every loan officer at every company just gives them a generic bullshit turn time that they hope is true because, you know, it was true yesterday. And, and a customer's going, well, that's kind of a weird experience because I'm like watching my Uber driver get lost with my burrito and right. you can't tell me like, like, I, I, like, 
it's wild, but, but it's happening right now. Like I, there's no doubt within a year, um, especially from what I know we're doing at Lone Depot and I know what other company competitors are doing, you're going to see customers who submit documentation and are clear to close like right then. Yep. So you got the digitization of mortgages and you got the internet first world and you realize, holy crap, um, or at least I was realizing the, the local mortgage pro, like my people, like, like retail pros who are kind of sitting behind realtors to a degree, you know, hope waiting for a, a, a fish to get thrown over. Yeah. Like they're, they're toast because they're not where the customer is. The customer's online and they're not there. And then lo and behold, the catalyst arrived and COVID-19, you know, crushed the world. And it's actually a saving grace for those people that were about to get really crushed because now none of us have any choice. If we want to play at any level of significance in lending, we've got to get in front of customers, in front of our community, mm -hmm. and we've got to get there digitally. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the you, you, you absolutely, right. So, I mean, I feel like I know you, and I know you hear that a lot because you're on LinkedIn all the time. You're putting out incredible content. You did 100 videos in 100 days. You're still, I mean, you now have the, uh, the podcast um, that you're putting out, the video content as well. Um, and, and there's others who just constantly turn on the camera and just put out content. It doesn't need to be super polished and planned. And this, that, just turn on the camera, go. Yeah. Um, and since people can't get up in front of their communities physically right now, I mean, you have to adapt. And I think yeah. everyone will be much better for it once we kind of get beyond you know, this, this quarantine, uh, it'll be a new world. Well, and, and Mike, here's the, here's the irony of it all. You know, many salespeople that I know that are great salespeople internally have huge, huge fears. They're either fears of rejection, fears of inadequacy, fears of insecurity, like, and, and those fears, they figured out how to hack those fears or, or get around them or, or navigate through them. But nobody that I know in sales, like walked in being like, I'm the man. You know, like, thank God I'm here. Let me tell you why you need to use me for loans. Like everyone's dealing with their own stuff. And a lot of local real mortgage pros figured out how to adapt and get through that. Well, now they have to do it again. Because I know mortgage pros that could sit in front of a room of 30 realtors and give an incredible presentation about the mortgage industry and what's going on. And I mean, live. Like it. And then the second, this little stupid camera light goes on. Like it's full on like, fear panic robot mode comes out <laughs> and because it's it's a it's a new skill it's mm -hmm. a new skill and either they the ones that you see leaning in and, and learning it and just kind of overcoming it are the same ones that figured that out in origination years ago and they're just doing it again but it's it's definitely um required or you can't play in the game anymore like if i coach someone today instead of saying go get me eight business cards a day I'm like, I want you to put eight pieces of video content up per day on the internet. And they're like, oh, oh. <laughs> like, oh maybe one. How about one? And so it's like, it, you know, if you think about, I mean, what was your, I've done the door-to-door the -door sales before business-to-business, -business, right? Oh, walking into someone's office cold is terrifying. But you know what? You do it, you get better at it, and you get very polished. It's, you know, very similar today. It's uncomfortable. Gosh, I mean, let's talk about, uh, I mean, going back to the CrossFit thing, right? Get comfortable being uncomfortable. Sure. I mean, that's, that's a huge thing when it comes to doing video and content and just 
changing. People are forced to change. It might be uncomfortable, but get comfortable with that. Well, and here's what, here's where everyone gets freaked out on. And I, I, and this is just the truth now, forget the insecurities for a second. They always say the same thing. I don't know what to say, or I'm afraid I'm going to run out of, of, of content ideas or, or things to say, and then I'm going to disappear or vanish. Or what if I say something dumb and then, or wrong or incorrect, and then the internet, you know, attacks me. <laughs> My point is, dude, Mike, everyone has an incredible story to tell from the customer they served to the deal they saved to the family they just saved $1,000 a month on, to how they're feeling about COVID and how their family's doing. And, you know, the, the, you don't have to be and you shouldn't be a commercial or a billboard. You should be a human who has competencies in your space and in, in, in mortgage sales. And you should be sharing that with everybody so that you can help hopefully change their life too with what you provide. There's so much out there to tell. And so the issue isn't, isn't, isn't there's not enough content. The issue is I'm afraid. Yeah. And, and look, Mike, I'll give a story that I did. With, I was talking to Dave Savage the other day. Um, I was so afraid. So, so I, I, I couldn't, my fear of rejection from growing up, you know, and being bullied and, and having all these insecurities around me, you know, my biggest fear was rejection, like getting a no. And so there, my, my boss like, Hey, you can call realtors for an appointment. I'm like, not a chance. <laughs> I can call a realtor for an appointment. Not a chance. And he goes, well, then you got to go meet them face to face. And so I would, I was so afraid, but I knew I had to meet him that I would just go. I wouldn't in the beginning, I wasn't even bringing a business card or a flyer. I would literally just walk in, introduce myself. Hey, it's Alec with Loan Depot. And, and that was it. I wouldn't pitch him. I wouldn't say anything else. I might ask like great listing or congratulations on this listing and some kind of small talk around like the house that I was in. And then I would just see if they would engage or not. And if they wouldn't, I would like, do you mind if I look around? They say, cool. I look around. And I was prepared if someone said, why are you here? Because I'd be like, oh, I just like to see, you know, I'm local. I live over here. I like to see what the market's doing. And I like to meet great agents. Yeah, sure. And the reason that I ended up hacking my own success there was because, because I didn't sell, because I wasn't pushy, because I didn't ask who you're using today as a lender and, you know, why, you know, eh. um, the, the sixth or seventh or eighth time I'd meet that, that realtor, I wasn't a weird threat. I wasn't a guy coming in to sell him something. I was just Alec who apparently worked really hard and he's out here all the time. You know, I was 23 at the time. I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. And all of a sudden I started to build relationships with people because I wasn't pushy. I wasn't selling them stuff. And I started to get questions like what's going on with rates and what products you you know? And then I could ask and ask. I got to a point with somebody where I was literally able to say, dude, I've known you for like a year now. Like, are you happy with your current mortgage guy? Cause I, you know, I, you know, I'm a man. Right. And like yeah. that type of authenticity was available. And he laughed just like you're doing right now because we had that level of connection and you could get real. And it's the same thing with your video content. Like you don't need to get up there and be like, I have the best rates. I have the best service. No one freaking cares until they know you like you and trust you. That's so true. I mean, I've, I've been fortunate enough to be in this industry for uh, 15, 16 or so years, which by the way, I don't know if you know how I got my start in the mortgage industry. I, I heard it though. It was, um, but remind me. Uh, this company called Home Loan Center. Yes, I knew it was that. <laughs> <laughs> An Anthony Shea company. Um, but the, it, I mean, it was, I mean, my start was uh, much different than yours. And this will come full circle to this conversation in a second. But uh, pre-licensing, you know, the company was yeah. licensed. Individuals didn't need to be licensed. Yeah, so no, I was going to that. 
orientation in the morning. I was taking apps in the afternoon. I actually got my first lock in the afternoon. Yes. Didn't know what I was doing. Just like, I mean, leads were just being fed to me, right? And that's also a time when you could throw 10 loans against the wall and nine of them are going to fund. Yeah. Um, but I remember I got this call and someone said, hey, can you, can you get this loan done in like nine days? And I was kind of like, yeah, sure. I have no idea. I just like, I just wanted to see if I can get this lock. Um, and, and so this was like, I don't know, 6.37 in the evening. Uh, and so I walked into to an office with a couple of processors in it. Um, Ronnie Anchondo. Oh, yes. Who I didn't know yet. She's super stud uh, at then and still, now Lone Depot. Uh, I walked in, I said, Hey, I, I just locked this one. They need to close in nine days. And it was like, so mad at you, bro. are you kidding me? I mean, that's the, uh, the PG response that I'm giving. Uh -huh. Are you kidding me? Uh, I don't, she's like, who are you? How long have you been here? I'm like, ah, I've been here like 10 hours. She's like, no, how long have you been at the company? Yeah. Like 10 hours. <laughs> <laughs> so she said, Assign it to me. I'll get it done. Don't ever do that again. You owe me Starbucks. <laughs> Just like, and then her and I had a phenomenal relationship uh, moving forward. And as I became sales manager, had my own team. She had her own team. Her team was assigned to my team, and and we were off to the races. But in the industry for so long, I've kept up relationships, and it's been just checking in on people how they're doing, you know, times like this, some people who I haven't talked to in a year, just checking in, asking, texting, and not asking for anything in return, not wanting anything in return, being genuine about wanting to know how they're doing, how their family's doing. Um, but, you know, I attribute a lot of, you know, where I am today because of those relationships that have been built up over the years. Um, and, and I'm so glad that uh, I'm in the industry still. I'm so glad that I've made all the relationships that I've, that I've made. Uh, you, you can't shortchange that stuff. Nope. Nope. Relationships are all what the, what it's what everything's about, man. Everything. It's who you're going to decide to call for your mortgage. It's relational, but mm. if you don't have the relationship and this was my like criticism and, and where the opportunity is for retail LOs, you know, here's a simple question. I asked a, a group of my, my teams yesterday, how many, how many customers do you have in your database today? Write it on a piece of paper, show me on the Zoom thing, right? Like put it up here because you know, we're on Zoom. And you know, let's just say the average was like a thousand people. And I'm like, how many friends do you have on Facebook? And they're like 200. Why, why don't you have 1200? Right. Because every single person you need to loan with, why aren't they connected with you? Or how many of those per day are you reaching out to right now per day to just send a video text to be like, hey, thinking about you, I got, you know, got your back. Your loan's here. When we get here, I'm going to give you a call. If you need anything, if you're confused, call me. How many a day? And it's like, you know, the, 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 the bell of shame is being rung, you know, because they're not, we're not in digital land like this. The greatest power you can do, the greatest thing you can do to drive business, to drive success is to create human connection. Because we don't have any of it, man. We're right. like, <laughs> So like, can you imagine like somebody sending you a video text to be like, Mike, I did your loan a year ago. We haven't spoken, but look, I still have you in my database. Your rate's here. The market's here. I'm going to take care of you no matter what. I know there's a lot of confusion. You need anything. You call me. I hope you're doing well. You'd be like, dude, that was awesome. Like, I feel bad. Like right. someone's actually thinking about me while I'm like trying to navigate, you know, teaching my kids, homeschooling my kids. Yeah, that's, it's, uh, and you mentioned Zoom and I, I 
one question I had was, and, and we're using Zoom right now, and our company has mm-hmm. gone on Zoom. I mean, geez, Zoom's like just worth more than like seven take- airlines right now. Yeah, it's insane. Are you seeing retail loan officers using Zoom with customers? Are you seeing them use FaceTime? You know, other than putting up content, when they're actually having these meetings with uh, with the, with consumers. I mean, how are they getting that done? Is it still just straight up phone calls? Um, what's no, I mean, I, I think that you can, you, can, you can definitely tell who's leaning into it and who's not. Those that are not leaning into this space are using email and, and even texting, where there's no tone, there's no, mm-hmm. there's no soul, but you can you get your message out, get your thing out and move on. Um, a lot of people calling right now, but I tell you what, dude, I, there's, here's a funny statistic, Mike, and you'll love this. You know, like direct lending has been built on calling customers who push buttons online. Mm-hmm. guess who doesn't want to answer their phones? People who push buttons online. <laughs> like they would have called. <laughs> like, yeah. Sean, I know, I know. But like, <laughs> there's a lot of like, there's people today, like, and I'm kind of one of them, which is like, please don't call me unless it's an emergency or like, you know, and my friends have total permission to call me, but like, it bugs me. Like I'm in a rhythm and I'm doing stuff. Um, so that's where video now is becoming insanely powerful. Mm-hmm insanely powerful um and and live video by the way and and this is not i'm not trying to pivot into content strategies but like live content is replacing video content by the second and that's where a zoom call with a customer or a live cast on facebook you know that stuff is becoming what we're all wanting to engage with because even right now and we're on a zoom mic and this thing might be an audio version of the podcast later but like i can tell right now if you tune me out I, I can see it because you can't hide, you know, you're, you're right there. And, and in fact, it's even funnier. I did a whole thing on digital body language. Um, even when you're in a meeting with like your bosses and your colleagues, I can tell immediately who's being a piece of crap because either the camera's off. So they have no respect for anybody in the call. Yeah, exactly. The camera's <laughs> off. <laughs> or they're, they're doing this move where they're like, yeah, listen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, and, and they're, or they're or the- on mute. This is my personal favorite. Like I've seen people, bro. <laughs> and I'm like, really? Like the eyes are up here guys. And, and, but this is just, this is this is the new normal and we're not used to it. We're not used to it. It makes us uncomfortable a little bit. You know, it's, it's crazy, Mike. The reality is, um, you know, kind of circling back to our conversation, the, the path to the consumer is varied now more than ever before. You know, I know loan officers who do Facebook live shows, if you will, every day and they, and they've done it for years and they get 300 leads a month of people who are just like, yeah, I, I want information. You know, I know people who are building up tremendous followings on Instagram. I mean, I, so I put together a social media collab coming up on the 25th of next month. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, I picked some of these rock stars who are on social who are just finding new ways to customers. And the latest addition, this guy named Scott Bentley got TikTok famous. So, you know, for those of you that have no idea what I just said, you know, it's when you're you're making kind of short form video content on TikTok. It's a new social media platform. It's got music and it's lots of jokes and memes and, and, and funny things, but everyone plays off each other. So someone gets a funny thing, it goes viral. And then everyone kind of recreates that meme in their own, in their own language, you know, with their own background. Anyway, this guy is a mortgage, good mortgage guy. And I found him on TikTok and I was like, oh my God, he did it. He broke the code. He's got a million followers. He has oh, videos, he has videos with over a million views. You know, some of his videos average half a million views. 
And I was like, and he's just doing, he's repeating some of the content that other people are doing that's funny, but he has a mortgage spin on it. So it's, it's about how much you can put down or how, what credit score you need. And he's a younger guy, he's a newer dad. And I'm laughing hysterically because I go look at the comments. I want to see, he's getting 600, 700 comments a video. <laughs> and most are laughing and like, this is funny or like, you know, they're, they're, they're participating in the joke he's doing or the short form content he's doing. But then all of a sudden I'm, I notice, oh no, there's more, these people asking mortgage questions. Hey, I'm in Texas. Can you help me? Hey, I'm in Florida. Hey, I live here. Hey, can you do this? And I'm like, oh my God. That's why I did it. This guy's getting so much business from this. There's no doubt in my mind that this guy, Scott, within, within 12 months is a hundred million dollar producer. And so we all can talk as much crap as we want on any platform we want, but the reality is, the point is, there are more ways to get a consumer's attention than ever before. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be a master of every single one, but I, I will always land on one thing and one like comment to just, you have to be where the people are. You have to show up where the people are. In my career, it was open houses and real estate offices, because that's, that's, that's how you got a loan, that's how you got a house. Today, it's on the internet and it's on a variety of places on the internet. But if you're not willing to play where the people are, you're gonna get skipped over. That's just it. I don't care what business you're in. I don't care what you sell. You just gotta be where the people are. That's great. And, and, and that's a perfect spot to end because it's a great message. It hits, <laughs> excuse me, hits home. Um, I, I think uh, actually there's one other thing yeah, uh, where we should really end is you wrote a book. I did. I did. And actually, I look way smarter than I thought I would ever look <laughs> because I started the book in 2018. And it was about exactly kind of what we talked about earlier, which is the digitization of the mortgage, where you're going to see clear to close at day one. Mm -hmm. And that the fact that everyone's going on the internet first for what they need in life. And so if you, can get your, if you can get your loan done on day one and everyone's going on the internet, if you're a retail local pro hanging out at home or hanging out at the, at the open house, that you, you, they've already missed you. They, they buy, I, the book titled Bypass, they bypassed you. I mean, it's crazy. Like I'll give you a weird example. And I've got a lot of respect for Quicken, um, even though that we are a fierce competitor of theirs. And, and, you know, but you have to give them credit. They were where the consumer went. They were on the internet it's like Gretzky's quote, right? They, they went where the puck was going. Yeah. Whether they got lucky or whether they got a combination of luck and skill, they had foresight, I, who knows? But all I know is they were there. And I'll go to some, some local loan officers that I may be recruiting or talking to, and I'll give them a market share report and be like, you know, who's the number one lender in your, in your county or in your city? And they're like, oh, it's, you know, it's, it's this company or this non-bank or this bank. And I'm like, no, no, it's Quicken. And they're like, I'm like, do you ever compete against Quicken? And they go, no. You're not even in the game, bro. Right. You're not even in the game. You don't even know they're taking your lunch. And so, you know, I started writing this book, Bypassed, about the need to get in the internet and get where the customers are and get top of mind and, you know, earn headspace and all this stuff. And then COVID happened and I look like a freaking genius. Because <laughs> now the catalyst is here. Yeah. Now, now, now it's unequivocal. Now, now, you have, now you have to recognize that you've got to change your business. And so, yeah, and it comes out on the 28th. So I got like six more days of pre-sale before it comes out now. And I look really smart, except unless you download the, unless you buy the audio version and then you're going to find out how dumb I am because I read my own audiobook. Yes. It's the worst, dude. I, <laughs> that, I, 
I have a buddy who's that? helping me like record it and produce it in my podcast studio. And I was like, every time I'm like, I'm stop, stop recording. Stop it. God, <laughs> who wrote this garbage? Like I gotta do it again. Let's do it again. I just, I couldn't even read it, dude. I felt like a, a total invalid. Oh my gosh. Well, where can people pre-order? Where, where can people get bypassed? Um, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Kindle. Um, and you know, the other thing that, I, that is cool is I, I, I always felt weird about writing a book. I felt weird because I, I, I don't like gurus. And let me, let me give you what I mean by that. Like, I like practitioners. I like people who are in the space, like, and, and, and figuring it out in the meat and having problems. I, I, I have a tough time with somebody who's on the sideline being like, go that way. Right. You'll make so much money. And I'm like, why don't you go that way and make the money? Like, I, <laughs> so I just, it, it, and, and don't get me wrong. Like when someone gets inspired to be a coach and they go make their whole career into helping other people, there's tremendous pride I have in that. Cause I'm like, dude, that's, that's hard. You're, you could easily do it yourself and yet you're going to give to other people. But I always check motives and I'm always curious. So when I wrote the book, I was like, I feel weird, dude. Like, I, I don't, I don't like how I feel about this, but I really wanted to get my content out in that medium. And so I decided that I was going to donate a hundred percent of the proceeds to a veteran focused nonprofit called freedom Alliance. Um, and just, I'm not gonna make a penny on the thing. This is just, this is my gift back to an industry that has given me so much. I mean, That's fabulous. So, so it, this organization provides scholarships for kids whose parents were killed in battle. You know, this compass that they do incredible things for soldiers and, and veterans. Um, they're, they're a 30 year organization. They're a wonderful nonprofit. So I've just said, you know what, they get all the money from this thing. And, and I know you and Lone Depot and Anthony have been connected with Freedom Alliance uh, for a little while now. The annual event, you know, War yep. Heroes on Water uh, is a great event. So, um, yeah, good for you. That's fantastic. I look forward to the book. We'll definitely be giving it a read. So thank you. Cool. Thanks for joining the podcast. Great talk. I appreciate it. Um, have a, a good, safe time getting through the rest of your quarantine and uh, looking forward to coming out the other side and, and actually getting out and hanging out with you. Dude, I, I can, cannot imagine. I got to give one more tip, though, for everybody that's uh, not watching this, but who's going to watch it later. Do you know what Snap Cam is? I don't. Now you do. <laughs> 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 no, everyone, I'm definitely getting this video out there and everyone's gonna go check it out for Dude, sure I, I you know, just, in the world of video bullshit technology sometimes you just need to be a potato <laughs> there was, this reminds me my wife's gonna kill me probably so she her company was doing uh, zoom meetings and there is a, there was a day she was just like you know what no makeup, messy hair, don't care kind of mentality. And she mm -hmm. had a video conference call with, with her company. And, um, and she found a, uh, a plug into Zoom where it basically takes the Snapchat filters. That's, so, it, that's it. That's this. Is that the same thing? Yeah. Okay. So there you go. It's, she had makeup on. She had makeup on. She had, you know, like the eyeliner, like all that stuff was. And yeah. then my 17 month old goes running into the picture and all the makeup got switched over to him and totally blew her cover. <laughs> Dude, I'm just telling you, you got, you got to play with this stuff. You got to have some <laughs> levity in the world or else we're all going to lose it. So I prefer a talking potato, but whatever, whatever everyone enjoys. All right, there you go. Now I know what it's called. All right, Mike. Good to see you, buddy. <laughs> yeah, same here. Take care. Talk to you later, bud. Bye.